Hey guys, welcome back to Two Friends in a Conspiracy Theory. It's me, Carson. And I'm Mason. So uh, today we're just going to be talking about the uh, Bermuda Triangle. But before we get into all that, I'd just like to um, shout out a couple of people um, that were uh, watching our, um, or I guess listening to our podcast. Uh, you know who you are, Ethan, and um, I believe, what was her name? I think it was like Desiree. Uh, she's from Oklahoma. She commented yeah. on one of our posts. Yeah, that, that made my day. So thank you for uh, saying what you said. We really appreciate it. Um, but uh, other than that, I don't think we really have too much to say. So, um, Mason, if you'd like to go ahead and start us off. Sure. So we're going to be uh, talking about the Bermuda, oh my gosh, the Bermuda Triangle today, uh, which is a pretty well-known conspiracy theory uh, out there just because it's such a, like unknown like part of the ocean. It's, it's, it's a big triangle ranging from um, like in the Atlantic Ocean. So the, the Bermuda Triangle, also known as the Devil's Triangle, is a mythical section of the Atlantic Ocean, roughly bounded by Miami, Florida, Bermuda, and San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh, the region is roughly like 500,000 square miles, or uh, around 1.3 million square kilometers, for people who are not from the U.S. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's pretty pretty dang big triangle. But yeah. um, it's actually, like, it doesn't have technical boundaries, due to the fact that it's not a legit map location. So it could be all the range all the way to the Irish coast, as uh, as some people claim it to be. It's like engulfing almost the entire Atlantic Ocean, which is between North America and Europe, it's just a pretty huge location. Um, but the Bermuda Triangle is one of the few places on Earth where true north and magnetic north are the same. Um, and that's, a, that's one of the reasons why the, the Bermuda Triangle is such a notorious place for planes and ships and navigational issues. Yeah, just all those wrecks and stuff like that due to equipment malfunction. Yeah. So the term Bermuda Triangle was actually coined in 1964. But some of the first related uh, Bermuda Triangle incidents, I guess you would call them, would probably happen around the 1400s when Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean. You know, he he uh, actually there were. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Like 1492, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yeah, I remember learning that in middle school. Yeah. Well, elementary, I guess. But I was just going to say that um, the interesting thing about um, Christopher Columbus is that he actually uh, kind of wrote some stuff down in his journal um, regarding the area. You know, we're talking about the, while he was sailing through the Bermuda Triangle, just some of the um, weird like things that he kind of like experienced himself. Oh, yeah. No, he did. It's uh, very, very weird stuff. Um, and it makes you almost think that some of the conspiracies they've come up with don't actually make sense. Uh, like, they could be scientifically based, but some things that he saw, just they wouldn't be able to be, like, I guess, uh, what's the word? Diagnosed? No. Explained. There we go. <laughs> Explained because of this, the science that behind it. Um, so he actually saw a great flame of fire, like, streak down into the ocean, which we believe to be a meteor, which is, uh, you know, not very, like, rare, I guess you'd say. And he was confused about what that was. And then a couple weeks later, he saw a strange light appear in the distance. Um, we don't know what the light was. We don't know where it came from. This was before electricity, so it definitely could not have been like a um, gosh, plane or something, light, like a lighthouse or any kind of like nat like unnatural light source. Right. And so, for a light to appear in the sky that's not the like the moon or the sun, that's pretty weird. And it wasn't like he's near like the, where the aurora borealis could happen. So we don't actually know what that light source was, but we yep. do suspect that the fiery streak was a meteor. I gotcha. Well, he also reported um like extremely like weird like equipment malfunction and um 
just like weird equipment readings uh, while he was sailing through this area as well. Yeah, he did. Now, the, the, the compass would act up. It would not point him in the correct direction that he needed to. And that's because, um, scientifically speaking, the true north and magnetic north point the same direction, which I'll explain later on why that causes an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, another uh, origin story. Uh, in 1918, the USS Cyclops, a 540-foot-long um, Navy cargo ship, sunk somewhere between Barbados and the Chesapeake Bay. The ship had over 300 men on board, and when it went, when it went down... It was weird because that ship was fully equipped for like an SOS to be sent out, but they never did. So they don't know why they didn't send SOS out uh, if they were going down, if they were sinking, if they had navigational issues. And then in 1941, the Cyclops had two uh, sister ships. They both disappeared traveling the same route. So that's a really weird coincidence for all three of the ships that are like sister ships to disappear without a trace in the same spot. Um, and then we also have the actual origin story of the name of the Bermuda Triangle. It was uh, became known in 1954 by, the by a man named George Sand, who wrote an article describing the disappearance of five Navy bombers, which carried 14 men. The compasses of the pilot were malfunctioning, and they got severely lost. They ran out of gas and were forced to ditch their planes at sea. This, they, they suspect this because they've been air way too long for their gas to actually maintain their flight. They were never found, and that very same day, a rescue boat with 13 men also vanished into, into nothing. They never found the boat, they never found the men. There was a multi-week-long search for the crews, but they never found a single speck of evidence of where they went. Mm -hmm. Which you'd think, you know, it's the ocean, you'd find some kind of floating debris, especially with a multiple-week-long search. And uh, it's a really big area, and it's the ocean, so there's currents and stuff, but usually you can find something. And it's kind of weird that because of all the bombers and the ships that went out, there's they still haven't found anything there. Yeah. So I actually have some more information about the disappearance that you're uh, talking about. Do you mind if I share it? No, go ahead, man. I'm actually. It's uh, Yeah, it's actually really interesting. Um, you know, or well, I I couldn't even imagine what would have been going through their heads at this time. I mean, just like you know how terrifying it would be, just like up in the air, flying, you know, on training missions and stuff like that, and yes. just being completely and utterly lost with all this equipment malfunction. But um, anyways, so like you said, there were five uh, U.S. Navy um, torpedo bombers uh, that left um, Fort Lauderdale uh, Naval Air Station in Florida on a routine um, three-hour training mission. Uh, during this time, they flew through the Bermuda Triangle, and um, I think the uh, flight, uh, you know, like I said, it was only a three, supposed to be a three-hour training mission. However, um, two hours after the, um, you know, end of the training mission, the... Uh, leader of the squadron, who was an experienced pilot, uh, radioed back to base and reported that his comp his compass and uh, his backup compass were failing, and uh, he actually didn't know his position. And um, all the other planes were experiencing like similar like um, equipment failure and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, all this was reported back to the naval base, and um, the naval base continued to receive messages from them. Um, periodically during the time uh so they left at 2 10 p.m right but okay. the last message from them was heard at 6 20 p.m and that's a four uh, hour difference that's a pretty long flight yeah so it was an hour longer than it should have been you know and uh they had the fuel to go for that hour but um the last uh message from this aircraft was essentially the squadron leader telling his men to prepare to ditch their aircraft because of um the lack of fuel and oh um, like you said, nothing was ever found. Mm -hmm. 
like you're, you're you're the one working like the like to find the people and then you just you have a message from them saying give me the dish the planes you know they're out there but you still can't find them yeah that'd be terrifying yeah there was like a um kind of a rescue mission that was launched um they disappeared around 6:10 and by 7:27 p.m. a search and rescue um mariner aircraft took off with a 13 man crew and uh the mariner was actually never heard from again either good lord yeah it's been some rough weather or so, something more sinister yeah it's Ooh. pretty crazy because the third or the 14 men on the training mission were never heard from again and then the rescue plane the 13 men from that rescue mission were actually uh never heard from again either okay that's uh that's 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 nuts that, that's weird me out a little bit not gonna lie to you i don't like the ocean to begin with i don't like deep water and so uh the bermuda triangle absolutely terrifies me mm-hmm. I'm, I'm terrified i understand that well you also aren't very great at swimming well, there's not even that. The ocean. If I get stuck in the ocean, being a good swimmer is not going to save me either. I'm just. That's fair. I don't like deep water. I can't see what's beneath me. The ocean is like super unexplored. It's kind of kind of scary. So I don't I don't like it. <laughs> no, it definitely is. That's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. Um, I can go to some details about some uh, the famous and notable disappearances in the Bermuda Triangle if you'd like to hear about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's tons of information and stories out there, and they're all equally as um just interesting and um honestly kind of scary in a sense you know i mean yeah obviously we don't have really much to say about (laughs) them other than hey these guys actually i was was actually on i was on every single one of these man i was actually aboard the ships and the planes that disappeared oh were you yeah couldn't believe it but i hundreds of years old i'm thousands of years old you're wrong thousands oh okay excuse me sorry how foolish i was there i was there when jesus was born and everything Uh, you know yeah no i don't actually oh okay Uh, yeah um but yeah, this is it's really weird. I'm gonna start in the 1800s, um, and I'm gonna range all the way to 1967 for different disappearances. Um, I've only got about five, so it's not a whole lot, but it will build enough to go into some detail for it. Um, mm-hmm. On January 31st, 1800, the HMS Atlanta, also known as the HMS Juno, disappeared with an entire crew on the way from Royal Naval Dockyard in Bermuda to Falmouth, England. Uh, just, just vanished. There was no uh, no evidence of her being found. They didn't find any wreckage. They didn't find any any crew members. They it was 1800s, so it was before the SOS distress calls or anything like that. So maybe they did get sunk. Maybe they had a leak or something, and they went down. The ocean's very big, but they, they, there's no record of it ever showing up again. I mean, they didn't have planes to search for it either, so who knows what happened to them, you know? And and maybe and maybe they maybe they'd find maybe they sailed to a different country and just hung out there instead. But you never know. That's kind of it's kind of weird. Just starting out kind of calm and very very normal, you know. Um. Then, like I mentioned before, the USS Cyclops disappeared with a 309-person crew. It's the single largest loss of life in the history of the U.S. Navy. Um, that's 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 pretty that's pretty drastic right there, especially it was in 1918. Um, yeah. It left Barbados, its two sister ships, the Proteus with 58 people and the Nereus with 61 people, were both lost. Sorry, were both lost in the Atlantic during World War II as well, following the same route. Which complete disappearance of both ships in the same spot. Which they're like made from the I don't know what's a sister ship is it like when they're made from like some of the same material or they're like based on each other or they made the no, same I, 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 yeah I think sister ship just kind of like means like I'm gonna look it up um while you're talking but if I'm correct um it means like it's like the same class or um it's like virtually like virtually like identical okay. so like maybe like using like the same blueprints or something like that 
Okay, yeah, well, all three of those ships disappeared in the same route. Um, one was roughly probably like 20 years down the line, the 25-ish years after the Cyclops disappeared, which is still kind of weird because, you know, like the same kind of ship, they disappeared. Much smaller mm-hmm. crew, though. Um, and then we're going to talk about the Carol A. Deering, which we mentioned in the Lost Colony of Roanoke podcast. Yes. Which is like, oh my god, that was like two, three weeks ago? It's been a it was, while. It was, yeah, it's been, I think it's been Sorry about that, guys. three uh, pushing four. School, school is uh, school is really busy right now. Yeah, it's definitely kicking my butt. Um, yeah, just you know, while, while we're on the topic, I'd like to just apologize. You know, I mean, we do this because it's a fun, it's a fun hobby. But I mean, ultimately, you know, school just comes first, and we are we are students first, and um, podcasters second. Which yes, yes. I mean, which... and, and and reading the the comments on Instagram from uh, Desiree, I think her name was. I, I hope that I'm saying that right. Reading the comments from her about how she like helps get her through her homework and like do stuff like that uh, easier. Uh, it's really nice and really sweet, and uh, we love that. It makes us feel really good, but it also makes me feel kind of bad when I'm not able to record an episode and we both get really busy. So we're exactly. gonna try to keep up with that. Maybe do some double recordings eventually. We talked about doing it today, but uh, we both have a little something going on later and related later. to school. So this so is the class. episode for today, <laughs> and then we'll do double recordings some other time. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll get we'll get it all done. We'll get back on schedule some sometime. Hopefully. Um, also, today is totally uh, on, online. We're recording this through Discord. So, yeah, so if, if there's any like audio, weird, yeah. If it sounds less uh, personal, that's because I can't physically see Carson. Um, he could see me with my camera, but we we're not next to each other, so we're not joking around like that. It's gonna be so. If it sounds a little off, we apologize. I, I hope we can get back to a place in our schedule where we can actually meet up together and do this again. Well, um, living in different cities is kind of um. It's a 30 minute drive. So the yeah. one podcast is roughly a two and a half hour ordeal. Um, so yeah. it does take a lot unless we do it late, late at night, which yeah, <laughs> that's a fun time always. Yeah, it's we not exactly the <laughs> best um, thing to do, though, considering I have clinical at six o'clock in the morning. So wow, look at you, Mr. Have a job. Just kidding. Yeah, I tutor no. from 6 30 to 10 30, uh, 10 o'clock on Mondays and Wednesdays. So I can't do those days. Oh, he's a busy man himself. But we digress. Hey, can you hear me? Yep, yep, you cut out. I think I went out for a minute. Yeah, I can hear you. Though. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it, it's uh, we're both really busy people, and we're trying to make this work because we mm-hmm. both love doing this. It's really fun. Okay, um, so um, in the time we were talking about this, I did look up what a sister ship means, and uh, a sister ship is a ship of the same class or a virtually identical design to another ship. Such okay, vessels share awesome. a nearly identical hull and superstructure layout. So they're both gigantic ships. 542 long Navy cargo ships disappeared. That's fun. Look at that. How yeah. fun is that? That's that's kind of scary. Oh, um, it definitely is. But uh, you want to get back on track to the, the Carol A. Deering. We talked about in Roanoke how it appeared at um, North Carolina coast with the word Roanoke in the logbook. Didn't find any information on that today because I didn't look for it because I was mostly focused on the Bermuda Triangle. Um, January 31st, 1921, the Carol A. Deering was found grounded near Cape Hatteras, North Carolina, I think that's how you say it. The ship had become a ghost ship, and there was no new evidence as to what happened. There has been no new evidence to what happened to the ship and its crew. So we do know that it showed up with the word Roanoke, which is really weird. Uh, you can listen to the Roanoke podcast on Spotify, and I think Google's podcast now. Um, but if you missed that one, we cover that like at one little part of it. Uh, and it's a ghost ship, so the ship didn't go down. So, the, like, the ship didn't wreck, but everyone disappeared on board, which is really weird. 
because you know you figured like oh every, if, if there's no people on board the ship probably got battered up and damaged and uh, sunk a little bit but it didn't it was floating fine made it all the way to the north carolina coast it just didn't have any people on it which i think ghost ships are some of the most terrifying things in the world because like what happened did yeah the, oh did, absolutely did, did, did the people jump overboard instead of going down to the bottom of the boat and trying to survive did they yeah i don't know Maybe a hurricane I mean, came through and washed them all off the top, and they're trying to control it. It's it's still it's it's, it's scary to me. It, it's definitely a really scary concept to be sure. I mean, ghost ships, like I mean, it's just crazy when they wash up, like, and there's just nobody on board. I mean, like it could have it could be that you know, like when um you know in a panic, everyone kind of just bailed on the ship or whatever and kind of went to rescue dinghies or you know lifeboats and stuff like that. But when the ship washes ashore, it's kind of, it's kind of you know, scary. Like, I mean, if they had stayed on there, they would have been fine. You know, I mean, obviously they couldn't have known that, but it's just, it's just really scary stuff, man. It's like super paranormal, um, extraterrestrial mm-hmm. kind of thing. It hits me of like straight with ghost ships, just because where did everyone go? Why did right. they leave? Why didn't someone die on board? Why is there not yeah. a single dead body? I've actually um, sailed through the Bermuda Triangle on a cruise before. Oh. I didn't know if you knew this or not, but I'm still here, that. and I, I uh, never saw anything worth of note. So. You're not needing this podcast anymore. You can go. Nope. Nope. I don't really. I mean, I have a personal experience, I guess, but not really anything interesting. That. Yeah, how has it been like out of like out of all the podcasts you have the most personal experience I've ever met? Because like you look at the like the Freemasons, like your 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 uh your your father your your father-in-law's um not your father. Well, oh my God, your no, no. my grandfather, my uh, my step grandfather, I guess. Yeah, your step grandfather. Like he uh he was a he was a Mason, and then you have like oh, I was in the Bermuda Triangle. You you. You're you're just you're a you're a hub for these kind of things, man. Yeah, I guess so. And if you look at my oh my god, my voice. One second. Sorry, I had to drink a little water. So if you look at my uh, Google Doc right here, you can see the picture of the Caroline Deering. I think I had the exact same one for um for the Roanoke. Can you see that, Carson? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so that's the Caroline Deering. Um, that was taken about a day before it, it a day or two before it was found washed up on the shore of north carolina there's people on board that's kind of weird it's kind of creepy so it definitely wasn't like hunger because there's only two or three days after that picture was taken that was off the coast of florida um where that where that picture was taken from so that's a really that's really creepy to me and uh, by the way all pictures can be found on our spotify uh, on our instagram spotify oh my gosh our instagram podcast page which is uh at two friends conspiracy and so just go there if you want to see some pictures well they posted uh as soon as the uh podcast gets posted this afternoon um, on December 28, 1948, a Douglas DC-3 carrying 32 people disappeared on its flight from San Juan, Puerto Rico to Miami, Florida. They have no idea as to what could happen to cause the disappearance. There was no distress call. There was no uh, issue with the plane before it took off. They didn't look like there was too much of bad weather before it happened, so it just it just vanished into, into nothing. Uh, on a pretty short flight, actually. Puerto Rico and Florida is not that far away. No, um, not at all. If I look up San Juan... Why don't you give us a sponsor break from uh, Root Beer before we? While I'm looking this up. I actually have not had A and W Root Beer in a couple of days. I've been trying to lay off the soda. So, um, while you're doing that, I can tell you a brief little story about um the most recent um ship that went missing in um the Bermuda Triangle, if you'd like. Oh, please tell me. Okay, so actually, the most recent ship that's gone missing um and this could be. Incorrect, but to my knowledge, this was the most uh, recent ship. Um, in January of this year, 2021. Um, oh yeah, I read about this. Yeah, yeah. 
there were uh, 20 people on board a um, 29 foot uh, Mako Cuddy cabin vessel, and um, they lost contact with um, some of like uh, the uh, people they were radioing and stuff like that. And uh, the Coast Guard was alerted by the. Um, Oh gosh, who was it? They were alerted by. I lost my place, man. I don't know why this always happens to me. I apologize, everyone. No, you're good, man. Um, Florida. Yeah, the okay, the Bohemian Authority. Sorry, they were alerted by the the U.S. Coast Guard was alerted um by the Bohemian authorities, and um the U.S. Coast Guard mobilized and actually had to end up suspending their search for the vessel and actually ultimately found nothing. So 20 people just gone, and like in a flash, man. So it's pretty crazy. Like, I mean, because you think about all these stories that we've been telling and all of these are kind of like, you know, I guess like in the past and stuff like that. But I mean, as early as 2021, even with all of our equipment and all of our knowledge and just you know, everyone's, you know, being aware of the Bermuda Triangle, stuff like that stuff still happens in this area. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's mind-boggling, to be sure. Like, to be, to be, like, be honest with you, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy how the disappearances and um, how we still aren't able to find things regarding all these disappearances and shipwrecks and flights that just vanish. So it, it leads me to believe there's something else going on there. Yeah, absolutely. Especially considering, like, you know, we have all these, like, sonar, like, um, you know, all the sonar equipment that can, like, detect, like, shipwrecks on the bottom of the floor, and just, you never they never find anything. Yeah, I, it, that's what blows my mind. It's like, they don't find anything on the ocean floor. Like, they've done searches for hundreds of miles. It's it, it, it's crazy. I don't understand. I don't understand the ocean, to be honest with you, because, uh, I, I mean, I'm huge on the environmental thing, and I love the ocean, but I also hate deep water. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a lovely yeah. relationship. And this um in um, this search they actually covered seventeen thousand square miles and spent around eighty four hours looking for the lost ship and they gosh. just were never able to find anything. That's that that's that's crazy. That's, yeah. That's really... Uh do you wanna keep going or do you have more to talk about? No, nope, no, that's that's I'm sorry, that's that's all I have. No, dude, dude, it's great. I, I just it's it's hard to arrange like when you're gonna keep talking or not when I can't see your face or like see your like anything about you. It, it, yeah. it's but it's, I, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Sorry, there's none of those like non, uh, you know, verbal, um, you know, body language signaling you to pick up the conversation. Yeah, yeah, we should call up code words or something. Yeah. Um, December twenty second, nineteen sixty seven, the Witchcraft, which is a cabin cruiser, was taken one mile off the coast of Miami because they wanted to view Christmas lights from the shore, um, like Christmas lights on the shore from the ocean. Um, Dan Burrock, the owner of the boat, sent a distress call to the Coast Guard saying his propeller had hit something in the water. He had to have a tow in. Um, it just damaged the propeller so to a way it couldn't spin fast enough to, or probably rotate at all to get him moving. He wasn't like worried or concerned on the phone call about the damage because his yacht had a special flotation device in its hole, which meant that it uh, even if it sustained damage, it would stay would stay afloat. You know, it's an expensive yacht. The Coast Guard arrived at the location and there was no sign of the boat. They did a search over hundreds of square miles of the ocean, but it was never located. And that was only like an hour or two after he put the call in. You know, they had to go out there and get the resources and stuff. But they never found the boat, or him, or any, any anyone that was on the boat with him. Like, it just vanished from the spot that he described. And, That's so weird. And, and, he, he, they got, and the owner wasn't worried, and this guy was like, you know, he owned his own boat. He was definitely experienced enough to, have, to feel something like, oh, something feels crazily off. Like, I should, I should be really worried. I should put a concern. 
get the uh, get the SOS signal so they get there fast. But he was just like, hey, I need to tow in whenever you guys can. Uh, propeller stopped working, and they went out there, and it was nothing. Just vanished. Absolutely. Which no makes one. me think there, that it, there was something in the water that dragged him down, you know, like Kraken or something. Oh, you think so? Shout out to the Cryptids podcast. No. Oh yeah, for sure. But I don't. I don't. Like I said, I, I just think that it'd be. I mean, for something to drag something like that underwater, I just have to be like absolutely massive in size, which I don't necessarily think is. I mean, it's not. I guess it's not impossible, but it's definitely not likely. I don't know, man. The ocean's really deep. Um, but I do have some like scientific explanations. So my favorite part about this podcast is coming, finding the conspiracy theories. But then finding the scientific stuff that's like, yeah, this stuff's not right. I don't know. I, I keep it open mind about both of them, but it, it's just fun to find the, the truths and the you know, conspiracy theories and whichever one you guys view as truths, you know? Um, so that's all my information about the Bermuda Triangle. If you want to, do you have anything else you want to talk about for it? No, I don't have anything um, regarding like disappearances or anything like that. But if it were okay with you, I'd like to go ahead and start talking about like some of the theories as to why, like, um, you know, the Bermuda Triangle has, like, all these disappearances. I would absolutely love to hear what you have to say about this. Oh, I, I figured that you would have said some something regarding oh, this. Oh, I thought you said I thought you said you had something to talk about. Well, I, want... I do, but uh, do you have any information as well? Bro, I have three conspiracy theories um, for this, and okay. I have three scientific explanations. So, which okay. whatever you want to approach from. Okay, well, I was going to go ahead and... Um start with my and this is scientific you know explanation not necessarily the um supernatural or um you know demonic or anything like that okay. um some people believe that actually methane gas is responsible for bringing ships and planes um to their watery graves um and it actually has been proven that a sizable amount of methane gas does exist in some spots um, yeah, and this is one of my scientific explanations oh really yeah that yeah. it's a pretty popular one I have this beautiful sure. map right here of the actual methane uh, reserves under the ocean. Oh, yeah. And, and if you look you right see... there near Florida, there's a huge, huge uh, methane reserve there. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. so you want to go ahead and explain what uh, the meth methane stuff does? Oh, you got it, man. If you if you want to talk about it, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. No, go ahead, man. This is, we, do, we do the same pre-research. We're bound to have some of the same stuff. No, it's, I want you to do it. I want you no, to do you it. Want, you want me to do it? You have a better uh -huh. voice for this, but okay. No. Um. Geochemist Richard McIver said there was a connection between methane gas and the, sink, the ship sinking in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, so actual nat act actually, natural methane gas forms from decomposing organic debris, and as you can imagine, there's plenty of that in the ocean because it's so big and there's so much life. Uh, the, the gas gets trapped in methane hydrates in the sediments deep below the ocean floor, so this is just like, um, like reserves where it just stays there. And um, if, enough of the, if enough of this gas... Sorry, there's usually an ice cap on top of these, these, uh, these reserves, on these hydrates. Due to the fact of the pressure and, and the cold, and it's usually found in the Arctic and Antarctica, but deep in the ocean, it's that it, it can get that pretty cold. So it can actually like cause a little um, ice cap on top of it, or like some kind of hard surface on top to keep all that methane trapped under the surface, which is really good because methane gas is not that good for you know the environment or people or anything in the ocean. But due to landslides within the seafloor, these hydrates can break and release huge amounts of methane gas. Uh, if enough of this gas is released from the ocean floor, they create a huge surge within the ocean, and it can reach the surface of the water in a matter of moments, like from the deepest depths, just straight shot up. You know, imagine blowing like a, like a ring in your mouth, like the the the, the water like the water bubble ring. I've seen people in the ocean do that, like when they're scuba diving, like poof, 
It's like that circle that gets bigger. Kind of like that, a methane hydrate does the same thing with methane. Um, and since methane, uh, it reduces the density of water. Uh, it, and it results in a negative buoyancy, which is really bad for anything that floats. Yeah. Because so uh, <laughs> your your boat that floats all of a sudden is a boat that sinks, which no, unless it does, it's a submarine, it, 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 it doesn't, doesn't just sink, man. It plummets. Oh, okay. Like it's fast. Like so, it it, it basically hits the ship and it just drags it down to the deepest part of the ocean that covers up where the methane came out, and eventually that shipwreckage gets covered up with sediment. So that's why, like, that's a scientific explanation why, like, ships and stuff would probably disappear um, in any kind of wreckage. If enough methane gas got released, it could just go up and sh- pull it down. Now, the amount of disappearances that happen do not take in, um, like, how many ships have gone just missing and planes that have gone missing. That's a lot of debris to take down at once. There'd be very specific areas, you know, where, like, methane would have to come down and suck it all down. Um, well, people have stated even... Um... You know, well, the, you know, the U.S. Navy doesn't believe in the Bermuda Triangle, and the U.S. Board of uh, Geographic Names doesn't even recognize it as like an official name for the geographical location. Bermuda and, Triangle, um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it kind of it does, you know, I guess have like, I mean, there's just a lot of agencies that don't necessarily give this, you know, area any like significant credit. And um, people have even like stated that um, that this area doesn't necessarily, you know, have any more ships or you know planes that have been lost than any other parts of the ocean. It doesn't. Yeah, the actual the Bermuda so, Triangle is not special. We just think mm-hmm. it is because uh, we we want something to be special about something. Yes. Uh-huh. Um. So regarding the methane that you were talking about, though, um, there was a uh, study published in the American Journal of Physics that um, found that methane bubbles actually could sink ships, uh, at least in principle. Um, So for like the study, um, researchers built a model ship hole and released a large bubble underneath it and filmed what happened. So there's actually, I think, videos out there you can see what would happen. And definitely definitely look into that. I want (laughs) to watch the video now. So, um, if the ship was like in the right position, and you know, okay, sorry, and uh, this is what they discovered: if uh, the ship was in the right position above the bubble, the vessel would lose buoyancy and just sink. Um, so, Ooh. the phenomenon kind of occurred with the model ship, but there's actually no evidence that um, this has actually ever occurred. Because, I mean, you know, like I said, they're, they're like the stars would just have to all line up perfectly for this. Yeah, to happen. especially like, you'd have to be at the, the amount of disappearances; it would have to line yeah. up perfectly. You just have to be in the wrong place at the right time, you know? Yeah. yeah. And um, in addition, there's actually not been any um, large-scale methane releases that um, have been reported in recent history when um, ships and other airplanes have suddenly disappeared. All right. Well, that, uh, that, that, that kind of puts a, puts a damper on it all, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fun. Thank you, yeah. uh, thank you, science, for creating a possibility and then immediately bursting that bubble. Not yeah, they they all do it. And, and the um, you know, no, kind of the uh, report. The oh, I'm sorry. I was I was just reading my last thing about the report. Oh. I didn't even hear what you said. I said thank you, science, for creating a possibility, then completely bursting that bubble. Oh, but it's fine. I didn't want moving on from Mason's to uh, stupidity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the report actually goes on to further state that the last time the ocean floor was venting gas in that area, you know, the Bermuda Triangle, was um, after the last ice age around um, 20,000 years ago. 
So they kind of said that it's an interesting theory, but there's not any really scientific basis to it just because uh, the likelihood of this happening is very minuscule. Not to say that it hasn't happened, but just that this being the scientific reason for every single occurrence of or, you know, disappearance in the area is not extremely likely. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can see that happening. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's a cool explanation if it was actually possible for every single disappearance that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you want to stay on scientific scientific explanations, we can since we're yeah, here. Absolutely. We can jump to conspiracy theories at the very end to keep the, the listener's mind wandering and guessing. Yes. Um. So the Gulf Stream, that's pretty cool. You know, it's it's a stream of uh, it's, a, it's an ocean current. Stream of Gulf. The stream of Gulf, you know, yeah. it's very, very... <laughs> um, the Gulf Stream is a very powerful ocean current that sits on the surface of the ocean. Um, it flows from the Gulf of Mexico through the Strait to Florida into the North Atlantic. So right through where the Bermuda Triangle is rumored to be, you know, right in that mm-hmm. spot. It is powerful to carry away a small boater plane that's sitting in the ocean, just like sitting there, they're like they're abandoned, can't go anywhere. Uh, this does not explain why ships and planes get lost with the compasses and navigational equipment failure. Uh, but it maybe explain where they go once the uh, once the pilots and captains get lost or they wreck just or anything. Gets like that. pulled out to sea. It just takes it straight to the North Atlantic towards the Arctic Circle, and we don't see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that's why they go do rescue missions, and nothing's there, is because it's been dragged away for hundreds of miles. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one possibility. The Gulf Stream. That does not explain the you know the the navigational equipment failure, which I'm about to get into. Um, compass variations. So a compass always points magnetic north. We know this because we've grown up using compasses for God knows what. I mean, I get it. Just look, see which way is north for fun sometimes on my phone because I'm bored. Well, your phone doesn't rely on magnetic north. <laughs> it doesn't, but, you know, same thing. Uh, <laughs> the geographic north, known as the North Pole, is actually located in Greenland. Uh, these are obviously not the same location because magnetic north and G- is the north, and the geographic north is the Greenland. They are roughly around... 1,500 miles or 2,400 kilometers apart. Uh, if you follow the north on a compass, you will end up at the Prince of Wales Island in northwest Canada. This angular, uh, the, There's an angular gap in degrees between true north and magnetic north is known as the compass variation. So, you know, the, the degrees of angles that, that separate where one points and where one is. Mm-hmm. The Bermuda Triangle is one of two places on the planet where magnetic north and true north actually line up. So you want to go north, it'll take you to a completely different location than you want to go. Um, it, it points to a different direction. It makes uh, compass calculations incorrect. Navigators are supposed to be able to take an account for compass variation when they are flying or they are in a boat because they know where that location is on the planet. But they seem to not be able to in the Bermuda Triangle, so there's no excuse why they should be disappearing if they're supposed to be able to take into account compass variation, but it looks like experience navigators, but like they're experienced, like they're, they're like the Navy captains, they're pilots. They should know how to like navigate, especially in an area known as like known for compass variation. You think they'd be prepared for it, but it still hasn't helped people not get lost in the Bermuda triangle. I mean, I guess you went the Bermuda triangle and didn't have an issue, but I mean, like sometimes it doesn't work. I don't know why, but it just doesn't. So that's that's an aerial that's 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 the reason why compasses act weird in the Bermuda Triangle, is due to the magnetic north and uh, geographic north lining perfectly straight up. It, it's it's uh, sorry, magnetic north and true north line up, not geographic. So yeah. that's why compasses get all weird and funky in the Bermuda Triangle. 
but it doesn't explain why they get lost because those pilots and captains are supposed to be able to take in further compass variation when they navigate. Do you have another um, scientific scientific um, explanation that you'd like to? No, I only put three on here because I figured that was a good number. But if you have yeah. another one you want to try, go ahead, oh. go for it. Yeah, I, I kind of have um, a little mixture of uh, both before we transfer into like the cool ones. So the cool, um, the cool ones, the fun ones. <laughs> yeah, not to bore everyone with science, but um, people also think that um, wormhole, the wormhole theory, could um, potentially explain why. That's not scientific. Well, it is to an extent. Wormholes um, are theory. Yes, but they're it's scientific. Actually one of my conspiracy theories. Oh, okay. Well, but go I, I go thought... for, go for your scientific explanation. I want to see if I have anything different for the wormhole. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Conspiracy. I was just gonna say that you know, wormholes are a theoretical, um, a theoretical theory. <laughs> they are. They're yeah, theoretical. theoretical. Theory. Not, they're not. They're not a real theory. They're theoretical. So it's like yeah, the they're a theoretical theory. Even, like the theory is not even like a real theory. Right. Um, but like I said, uh, wormholes are theoretical. Um, but as, um, you know, portrayed in multiple movies, <laughs> so it's got to be true. Um, it, yes, exactly. It could offer um, kind of an explanation as to where these boats and planes have gone, you know? I mean, theoretically, in theory... Theoretically, in theory, you know. Yes, wormholes could allow for time travel or even travel again uh, across like vast distances. Yeah. So, who knows where or when these planes and boats may appear? I think or there's actually why. a. Yeah, or why? Sorry. Or who? Where, when, why, who, how? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's a good actually theory. I I, I love the wormhole theory just because there's so there's so much unknown things about science. Like with wormholes mm -hmm. and uh, space time and theories of relativity, we got some idea from Einstein, and but we're still building on it because it's still a theory. Mm -hmm. um, gravity could be proven wrong in the future. We come to across across an ex uh, scientific explanation. Um, so it, it really just depends on the more we learn, the the more uh, our ways. The more we learn, the more we don't know. I it guarantee seems. you, in a hundred years, our idea of physics will be proven wrong. Or part of it will be proven wrong. Um, just because you look at like the beginning with Galileo was like, I saw this skit from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he's like, scientists are idiots. And he's like, he's like, Plato thought the Earth was the center of the universe. Galileo thought that the sun, uh, thought that meteors were just an optical illusion. And like, so it's like our our, th our way of thinking is gonna be proven wrong in the future. And they're going to yeah. look back and go, man, they're so stupid. But it's just like the what we have and the amount of technology we have now and like how we prove that to be uh, a theory. Mm -hmm. That kind of reminds yeah. me of the, uh, this is a quote from a movie. It's the Men in Black when it's like, you know, 300 years ago, they knew that the Earth was flat. You know, 200 years ago, they everybody knew that the uh, sun was, or uh, the, the Earth was the center of the universe. And, you know, imagine what you'll wake up and, and know tomorrow. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, there's always a learning opportunity when it comes to science because science mm -hmm. is ever evolving and changing. Take evolution, for example. It's literally evolving. So, um, But, yeah, you got anything you want to add to more scientific explanations besides what oh, we have? I'd like to hear your uh, explanations as to why. Um, I'm going to start with the wormhole just because I, I love this theory. It's one of my favorites, okay. actually. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's based in science, but it's also a conspiracy because wormholes have not been proven to exist. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm going to give you a definition. A wormhole is a theoretical passage through space-time that creates a shortcut for long journeys across the universe. Um, basically, I have a picture right here. You see what it is? It's like a folded piece of paper with a pencil hole through it, you know? That's like the yeah, I watched, I watched, that's um, the interstellar Matthew, thing. Yeah, I watched Matthew McConaughey explain that to me, too. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's a really pretty picture, actually. You can see these pictures on Instagram again if you want to are you interested? Um, this theoretical phenomena are predicted by using Einstein's general theory of relativity. Einstein proposed this idea with physicist Nathan Rosen as a bridge through space-time. This is called the Einstein-Rosen bridge, which is also mentioned in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, they call it the devil's anus when they go through it. You know, remember that scene? Yes, I do. Yeah, devil's anus is an Einstein-Rosen bridge. It's a wormhole. Um... There's a possibility that wormholes can exist at the mouth of a black hole, but black holes do not create wormholes themselves. So like that's like a theory because of the amount of gravitational pull at a black hole. That amount of gravity uh, could possibly create a wormhole because a theory is a wormhole is created in a similar way to a black hole where it's two, um, I think it's like giant suns or like neutron stars, and they circle each other until they finally collapse into each other, creating such a strong gravitational pull it can affect and bend space-time and reality as a, as a whole, which has been proven possible with black holes. That's exactly what happens. It's a collapsing uh, star, I think it is, or it's a. I think they're caused by that. Maybe I don't. I can't exactly remember, but it's it's nuts. Um, but there's a theory that the Bermuda Triangle is a black hole or a wormhole in the ocean, since both rely heavily on gravitational pull. Uh, it's kind of possible because scientifically, theoretically speaking, the ocean can support a black hole with the amount of water. Because you th like uh, the way the internet explained it to me, this the physicist well, website it was um people were like, oh, you want to put the sun out, throw water on it. You throw water on the sun, it's actually going to take that water and use it to increase its size and mass. So if the ocean is so big and if there's a black hole down there, it probably could sustain a black hole and keep it in the ocean. We'd never know about it because the ocean's so deep and so vast. Uh, wouldn't necessarily pull in the water and destroy the planet, maybe, but because we don't know that much about black holes. But uh, explanation would be an eddy, which is a, a circular current in the ocean, constantly stays in motion. Um, so like, like, like a that, whirlpool. It's like a whirlpool, that the Scythia, Scythia thing we talked about in the Cryptids podcast. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that, the whirlpool that sucks in the ships. Imagine that, but it's like constantly spinning on the top of the surface. You're Are you talking about the um, Odyssey? Yeah, the Odyssey one. Yeah, uh, I think it's Scylla. Scylla. Okay. One of them was the one of them with the dragon. Yeah, the one yeah, that one like of them was that. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking but about. Like <laughs> the ocean could sustain like a black hole with like an eddy, or like it's constantly like circling. Just and... yeah, circling and just kind of whirlpooling, dragging everything yeah. to the center and of it. I know, you, I know you guys can't see, but I'm doing like a circle motion with my hand, and it looks. Pretty I can cool. see it. I know you can, but they can't. I'd appreciate. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. The visual effect. Uh, so that that's my favorite theory regarding this because wormholes are just so cool. So like it's taking all the shipwrecks and the planes there, taking them in an eddy through the wormhole into a different part in space time. So could, maybe in the future we'll find just a bunch of ships and planes in, in the middle of the yeah. ocean. All these or, people have uh, just been transported or, 300 years into the future. Yeah, maybe we'll find some fossils of planes and stuff from like the ice age or prior to that, from millions of years ago, where they got transported through space time. That'd be or maybe they got transported to like a different location in the universe. Yeah, I, that, I, it blows my mind. Just, I love physics, I love science that way, and it's just because there's so much unknown. It's really fun. <laughs> really for sure, fun. for sure. It. I think there's actually uh, a TV show, a TV show kind of like that. It's kind of based off of this, like um, 
people were flying. Like, there's, I think it's called Manifest on Netflix. Oh, dude, I have that like uh, saved on my list. I want to watch it so bad. Yeah, I do. I do too. I, I haven't yet to actually had a chance to sit down and watch it yet. I hear it's but... good. Um, it's it's got pretty good ratings, and it's like pretty. Um, I think it's, I think it's like number six in the U.S. right now on the TV TV watching on Netflix. Like, a yeah, TV well, show. that U.S. TV or U.S rating or whatever top of the top 10 in the u.s rating is kind of stupid sometimes no, it's, really, I don't. it's really it's really dumb yeah yeah but uh yeah that's that's the wormhole black hole theory um if you want to add anything to it or you have your own little no. conspiracy theory you want to talk about i actually I don't have any it. other um information cool do you have any more uh conspiracy theories for yourself nope cool i'll jump right into the next two um so we're going to talk about atlantis you know not not aquaman's atlantis where they're all underwater uh, Atlantis was a, uh, con- they believe it was an actual historic place in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean as a continent. So it was a, it was just a land mass and it was an above ground. So there was no mermaids and merpeople and all that kind of crap. It was a highly advanced civilization with uh, advanced technology that out, that, like is way more advanced than what we have now. And they believe the Bermuda Triangle through paranormal and gravitational pull pulled Atlantis under the water. And that's why you get the lost continent of Atlantis, the lost city of Atlantis. They believe it's under in the Bermuda Triangle somewhere, just because that's Atlantic and that's such a weird place. They're just like, oh, there's two correlate with each other, you know? Yeah. Definitely couldn't be in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. Um, Charles Berlitz speculated that Atlantis was real and it was located off the coast of the Bahamas in the Bermuda Triangle. He said that the continent fell victim to the Bermuda Triangle and the mystery that surrounds it. So he has no explanation why it would disappear, but just because he thinks it was there. It's mysterious, you know? Um, absolutely no merit to that statement whatsoever oh, there's, there's i love not, it this guy was a nut job he's like a conspiracy theorist but like the weirdest kind he was he, he was all about like oh he, i'm gonna propose a super the- super weird theory but have no scientific backing behind it and then claim it to be real and then he would like post it like in like newspapers and articles and stuff and then people would be like oh my god he's yeah. he's right this is real so <laughs> um but there actually are what do appear to be man-made walls and streets off the co- uh, coast of Bimini. Which is an island in the Bahamas. Uh, many people believe that's what remains Atlantis. If you look at this beautiful picture that's blue, you see these like weird lines and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. Okay. Yeah. That's the, that's that's what they pick, think is the uh, the roads and the streets and the walls of the uh, continent of Atlantis. Well, I mean, I I kind of need to see it to believe it, man. Like, if if they believe that it's out there, why don't we have any pictures of it? Why that's haven't Google they? Us. Yeah. No. Why haven't they gone out there and? underwater and you know taking pictures of a man yeah um actually there's there's a good explanation um science so, uh, scientists believe actually know for a fact that those are not city uh, walls and roads those are natural geographic uh god i can't think formations mm-hmm. under the ocean do the currents and stuff like that so it's not it's not anything special but it's a cool idea in that opinion. Um, but some people believe that the ancient yet advanced technology of Atlantis causes the compasses and navigation equipment to go astray in the Bermuda Triangle. And that's what causes the ships and planes to get lost. Um, because of the Atlantis, the technology of Atlantis. The technology in Atlantis, man. Apparently it was so yeah. advanced that it just messes up the uh, compasses and north and navigational equipment and computers and stuff like that. Causing things to go astray and absolutely wrecking them. Uh, I mean, and making them go... Uh, Causing the disappearances and wreckages. Disappearances and wreckages, you know. I, I don't. I don't think I believe this conspiracy theory just because uh, I don't believe Atlantis existed. No, I, I. I'd have to agree with you there. Um, I think We're that Atlantis is a really. Stuff, but... Yeah, yeah. I think that Atlantis is a really cool concept. I really liked the Disney movie Atlantis. 
Um, I think Atlantis was actually invented by a like a. I think it was invented by like Plato or something. Um, yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure to be honest with you, but I believe that it was just a made up story. <laughs> Oh, me too. Um, um, but it, it is a really interesting, you know, thing to think about. Like that, there's just this whole lost continent, you know. Yeah, um, Plato in Plato created the concept and the legend of Atlantis. Really? Yeah. Um. So he doesn't really. I. I mean, did he have any like really scientific basis, or was he just like, "There's another continent out there"? Nah, Atlantis. Is a fictional island mentioned in an allegory on the hubris of nations in Plato's work, Timaeus and Critias, wherein it represents the antagonist naval power that besieges ancient Athens. Pseudo, the pseudo-historic embodiment of Plato's ideal state in the Republic. So in it's basically Athens, this. It's basically it's, some government-like thing he wrote about, and people like kind of took it too seriously. Yeah, it was just kind of like some satire, I guess, some allegory about the state of. In Greece at the time, and people are like, "Oh wow, that's real." That, that's yeah, real place. Wow. and we're here Plato's talking smart. about it two thousand like, years later. <laughs> and we're still talking about it now. We know it's yeah. not real. But two thousand like, years later, what did a, what did a philosopher know about continents and <laughs> the freaking? You, you didn't even have phones, bro. I doubt he went on a boat in the middle of the ocean. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. I completely agree. But that's so, Atlantis. Um, Atlanta. You have one more. I right? do have one more. One okay. more to go. Yeah, you want to hear it? First, a sponsor from our... Uh, our damn it, I messed that up. <laughs> I was going to say, but first, a word from a, our sponsor. A message from our sponsor? Yeah, Raid Shadow Legend. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Raid Shadow Legend. We're not getting paid by them. No, we're not. I actually no, know nothing about it. I just see it on YouTube all That's so unfortunate. I'm going to keep DMing them like every week or so until they respond. Can you sponsor our podcast? Can you sponsor our podcast? Yeah, we'll that'd be your nice. delicious root beer and your cream soda and everything else you have. Oh, except for your diet. I tried it. It's absolute garbage. <laughs> it's well, I'm glad you're out there doing the hard stuff for me, Mason. That way I don't have to try all these different sodas. I, I, I took one for the team. I appreciate so, it. I don't know if I'll ever, ever recover. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. No, I won't. Um, but if you so, want to jump right into the U- yeah uh, to my last one, it's a final conspiracy. A final conspiracy theory. There's obviously more, but this is the ones I can find the most information on. UFOs. Um, I love UFOs. I love extraterrestrial life and the idea that's out there because I believe in uh, UFOs. Um, some people probably will be like, "You're just you're, you're dumb." Um, no religion ever mentioned UFOs. I'm like, well, I don't care. That sounds fun. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, maybe for sure. They maybe they didn't know what they were seeing. You know, who knows. Um, but some people have linked the Bermuda Triangle to alien abductions, and this is mainly due to the uh, Christopher Columbus seeing a fiery streak go in the ocean and a bright light in the ocean, like over the ocean, a few weeks later. So this could have been it's like alien aircraft, alien air, uh, alien spaceships, you know, like UFO, like literal UFOs. Yeah, and during a time when there was no flying machines and no no planes, no blimps, no hot uh, air balloons, nothing like that. There was definitely like a UFO. Like, why did he see a bright light over the ocean? He was nowhere near the Aurora Borealis. The uh, fire street could have been a meteor, or it could have been a alien spaceship that went down on um, in the ocean. And the the little bright light could have been the aliens, another alien spaceship searching for their, you know, their fallen men. They're like, dang it, we lost another one to the Bermuda Triangle. You know, even aliens get caught. Even aliens get caught in the Bermuda Triangle. So yeah, no one's safe. 
no one's safe in them. Uh, straight savages over there. Mm. Um, but like I said, there's actually not that much information on this on the internet. Like some, because people are like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. But some speculate that the Bermuda Triangle is popular for the abduction, abductions. Uh, this will explain the ships and planes that disappear, kind of like just uh, vanishing. Uh, and sometimes ghost ships show up with no passengers or crewmates. That's like I I don't understand ghost ships. Um, I don't know the scientific science behind it, but abductions make sense. Everyone's just yeah. gone. Every, no, I mean, no that sign definitely of makes sense on the me, ship. But um, I mean, I, I definitely know. believe in extraterrestrial life as well. But in the observable universe, there's just no signs of it. You know, so for huh? That's fair. Yeah, so in the observable universe, um, there's just no signs of it. And for someone or something to have the technology to um, have faster-than-light travel, uh, I mean, they are eons ahead of us tech- technology-wise. And what, what, you know, what's, this, what's this say? You know, like, like even as, like, a, I'm, as, a, as a Christian, like, I look at this, I'm like, who's to say God stopped here? Like, why didn't he go to another planet? He's like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm not, like Earth kind of was like a eh, kind quote of project, little Dicky. You know? Why couldn't have it just been a side project for the guy? Yeah, like God is from aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like you exactly. Know, it's, it's 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 like why would he like stop here? Why would he like? I if I was if I was like an um, um like omniscient being uh being that had like infinite power, I'd be like Earth. They kind of like sinned and ate an apple. I'm gonna go to this place and make them gray with big black eyes and like weird head and body proportions, and see yeah. if I can make them really smart and, and like good. And so, like you know, I wouldn't stop there. It'd be kind of fun to mess around, see what's going on around the world, uh, a universe. I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, and, but and the like I was saying, for, sorry, good, continue. I was just gonna say for um, going just to go back to what I was saying, just to wrap up that thought. For any kind of intelligent species, or um, you know, uh, I guess extraterrestrial life to have the kind of ability to um create spacecraft like that i mean they're just eons ahead of us and um they may not even view us as intelligent life we're seeing also organisms these guys man yeah exactly exactly i mean they they may see our planet and deem that there's no intelligent life on it so why waste the time you know um interacting with this population or you know even coming here yeah and if you think about how the universe is uh, exponentially expanding creation, how like it's at the, literally the edge of the universe is constantly expanding, which kind of blows my mind how it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We are definitely not the center. Like no, we are not, not. We are not where it all began, right? You know, like that 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 that, that explosion right there that spreads out and like is going on. We're probably like centers here. We're probably like you know like way way into the far right and. Like we're closer to the edge of the universe because we're really young compared to how old the universe is. Um, like our planet's really young. So who's to say these aliens haven't had millions of years on us before we even existed? Yeah, I agree for sure. Like I, I don't know. I like the idea of aliens. I like the idea of the wormholes. I don't like the idea of Atlantis, but uh, it's all fun conspiracy theories to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I'm yawning. Oh gosh, sorry. I woke up really early. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. It's not that you're boring me. It's just that. You're boring. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you like jazz? You like jazz? No, I um woke up super early, so I apologize about that. I didn't mean to yawn. Mm. But no, I I really do like the ideas of UFOs as well as um black holes or wormholes. But um, you know, at the end of the day, we can't really, I guess, 
<laughs> confirm one or another. I mean, uh, that's what the whole point of this podcast is, just talking about conspiracy theories and um, unproven things. Yeah, and we, we don't we don't find answers. We just give you guys the, the crap on the internet and look at the yeah. crap on science. And like, <laughs> the filtered crap that's on the internet. The filter, filtered so, crap. Yeah, that's that's imagine. all we are, just a filter from the internet. That's exactly right. We miss some things. We don't cover everything. We're just here for fun. Uh, you guys can listen if you want. I love I love uh, hearing you guys. Like, Ethan called us out, and I was like, I've been, a, I've been a listener since day one, and I'm tired of you guys talking crap. So I will no longer be talking crap about our podcast. Uh, Neither yeah. will I. I appreciate that, Ethan. Love you, buddy. <laughs> we, actually, we actually have listeners that um, aren't my family and my girlfriend. Or mine. <laughs> yeah, and so it's awesome. We have, uh, I mean, I look at the map, and we're literally international. We have people in Ireland and, like, and, like Australia and India and, like, Canada. We're, we're all over the place. And we have someone in Hawaii now. What up? That's awesome. Um, which is really cool. We're getting listeners all over the place, and we have um, we get our follower count is increasing on Spotify the more we release release episodes, which uh, it's never been about followers or how many listeners we have. This is for fun, but it's really cool that we're actually reaching out there and people are actually listening to us. That's I, yeah. I like that. It's awesome. Absolutely. Um, so we do appreciate you guys listening to us. Um, really do. Just, Sorry, we don't, when we crap on the podcast and like how how well we're doing, we're not yeah. attacking you guys. We love all you guys, but it's just like a. We never saw this actually getting anywhere besides like our girlfriends and family. Like that's oh yeah. Well, not to say that it is going anywhere, but um, it's not. But like I didn't, I didn't see us having thirty followers on Spotify. No, absolutely not. And I mean, for, I even like... more so, I didn't expect us to have thirty followers followers on Spotify that we and some of them consist of people we didn't know. <laughs> yeah, and people like around the world too. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's mind boggling. That is crazy. It's really cool. It's really awesome. Stuff. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah. Well, that being said, I'm pretty sure that's all we've got to say. Um, I have guys some things to say. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah calm down. Oh, sorry. I'm not trying to do oh, the outro. Casper. Okay, I'm calming down. Sorry. Got out of here, Casper. Um, <laughs> we, um, we do, um, I'm designing stickers. I will probably put a poll on Instagram where you guys can decide which one you like better because they're like 26 for like 60 stickers. If you guys want stickers, if not, I'll keep them all for myself. It's like 20 to th- 26 to $30 for stickers, uh, like a 60 pack. Uh, so I won't be buy- <laughs> buying all three designs because that'd be like eighty or ninety dollars pre-tax. Um, but yeah, um, I got some ideas, and if you guys want to vote on some things, go for it. I'd love it. Even if you don't want to buy one, just see which one you think's coolest. I'm gonna buy some. I'll put them all around Clemson's campus and spread yeah, my hand uh, them out to our friends and stuff. Hand them out. Like just go stand on the library bridge at Clemson and be like, hey, yeah. I'm not an organization, but I have a podcast. You want to listen? Yeah, want to listen to it. We talk about stuff, uh, and sometimes we release episodes regularly. Other times we don't. Sometimes we release episodes. Not often, but sometimes we do. No, not often, but you know, it's it's fine. We we did pretty well this summer, but school started. We're struggling. I think once we start recording two episodes at a time, it'll probably be a little easier for us to get it over with. And that way, if we miss a week or two, we'd be like, oh, we have a backup. You know, we have uh, we have like next next time it's gonna be ghost ships, and I think we're gonna record a podcast on ghost ships, and um. What was the other one? CERN. Uh, we were talking about CERN. Um, if, but, if we don't do CERN, you know, we have other that, ideas, too. Yeah, we have tons of other ideas. So We covered CERN pretty okay. heavily in the Mandela effect, so... Yeah, so, I mean, there there is definitely a lot more to unpack there, for sure, but I don't know that that will be the next podcast. But Ghost Ships are definitely coming up next. This is a topic that I'm kind of excited for. I'm really, really big so cool. on it's Ghost so Ships. Crazy. Oh, absolutely. Just, I mean... At the end of the day, you know, like I said, we don't really know what happened, but it's so interesting to hear the stories and just all kinds of different stuff. And um, this 
podcast kind of overlaps a little bit with mine, um, just because of uh, you know some of the disappearances occurred. And the Carol A. Deering. I hope you mentioned that one too. We can just have like a three yeah. week, a three episode running of just about Carol A. Deering. Yeah. And the Roanoke, a Bermuda Triangle ghost ship. <laughs> I'll, I'll consider it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, stickers. If you guys want to look at them, I'll post them in the story. Vote on them if you want. Uh, this episode will be releasing September tenth. Yeah, if I can, if so, I if I get it uploaded in time, if I can figure out how to today. work it out, um, if not tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you guys again for listening so much. I think that's everything we have to say. Am I good to wrap up, Mason? Dude, you are great to wrap up. Go for it. Okay, so um, thank you guys again, again, we we appreciate you all. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> Absolutely, and as always, have a great twenty four hours. All right, bye guys.